What is going on, y'all? It is officially Monday, January 11th, and this is episode 12 of the International Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. I really thank and appreciate you guys for tuning in with me. But today we're talking all about that wild card playoff that we just had over this past weekend. Um, Friday before our departure, I gave a little preview. I gave my predictions to the games, and honestly, I really wasn't far off. Um, so these games kind of went as planned. I don't think there were too many surprises. Uh, maybe one in the primetime game between Cleveland and, and, and the Steelers, but we're going to get into everything. Starting from Saturday's first game, we had the Colts and the Bills in Orchard Park. Um, this was a great game, a great, great show-off game, and, and an opportunity for Josh Allen to prove really who he is um, to stamp himself and cement himself in that elite quarterback conversation. And he did just that. He came out strong, came out swinging. And he even walked away with 324 yards passing, two touchdowns, and an 85 overall QBR. Um, not only that, but he also ran the ball 11 times for 54 yards and another touchdown. So that's basically one man dominating the game and leaving his imprint on the game. Uh, Bills finished 27-24. Um, Philip Rivers played well on the other side of the ball, threw for over 300 yards, no turnovers. Uh, it was a great game for both teams. For both players, both quarterbacks, but Josh Allen got the got the best of the of the Colts, and now they'll move on. They'll they'll move on. So um, we had Bills twenty seven, Colts twenty four for the first game. Next game we had the Rams and the Seahawks. Now I called Seahawks winning. I, I believe that the Seahawks were going to win this game, not easily, but I thought that they would grind it out and get the dub. But that Rams defense proved to be a little bit too much for Russell Wilson in that offense. Uh, defensive line was all over Russell Wilson. Um, and he didn't really have the opportunity to sit back and throw the way that he wanted to. They basically took Tyler Lockett out of the game completely, uh, winning the game 30-20. to 20. I think Cam Akers was the star of the Rams' offense, their rookie running back there. He carried the ball 28 times for 131 yards in the touchdown, looking like Todd Gurley or something. I don't know. The Rams got something cooking down there, and they're getting a little bit hotter. Um, I'm not sure how far they can take this, considering their quarterback has damn near a broken thumb. And he's not very talented to begin with, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. When you have a defense as elite as that, a defensive line that's amazing as that, a guy like Aaron Donald and um and Jalen Ramsey, arguably the best corner in the in the NFL, you're gonna be you're gonna be great. And I said this I said this before the weekend. I said this was gonna be a tough game. And uh yeah, I, I called that one off. I called that one wrong. But um props to the Rams. Props to Sean McVay and those boys out coaching Pete Carroll and getting the dub and moving on. Next, we had the Buccaneers in Washington. This was also a good game, a better game than I had anticipated. I, originally, I had called uh, Tampa Bay 34, Washington, I believe, 17. Um, but the game finished 31-23. Buccaneers still won. Um, but I think the story of the game really was Taylor Heineke uh, for Washington, this quarterback. I know we've had we've seen this quarterback drama in, in, in Washington all year when it started with Haskins. Um, I believe he got put on the practice squad, and then Alex Smith came in, did some good things, got hurt. We saw Haskins get put back into the starting position and then eventually get cut um, from the team, which was something that I've I've never seen from a first round. This guy was a first rounder just last year, and to see him get cut this easily and this quickly kind of speaks to not only his performance on the field, but it has to speak to his character as well. Because even sometimes, you know, when you got, when you don't have the guy who's performing to his maximum potential on the field. Um, usually they're a leader. Usually their character doesn't waver, but this obviously was affecting Haskins. They saw the the strip club videos of him and, and all that other stuff. So Ron Rivera is a big culture guy, big culture setting guy, and he decided to part ways with, with Dwayne Haskins. And 
and it's his team. Rivera got the team to the playoffs. He's turning this this franchise and the culture around, and you can see it, and uh, it's something promising for them. But I think Taylor Heineke is a good story, a guy just coming in there. Not, nobody really knew much about him, and the expectations for him were really, really low going into this weekend. Uh, and he walked away with, let's see here, walked away with 206 passing yards, a touchdown and an interception. Uh, but he also had 56 rushing yards and a touchdown, a big, big, big touchdown. He dove for the pylon. Uh, I think it was late in the third quarter, made a big play for them, got those boys, Chase Young and those boys riled up. I mean, unfortunately, they fell short. But, you know, I don't think many people were predicting this Washington team would even be in the playoffs this year. So I guess you could say it was a successful season from that standpoint. Um, this defense is is definitely something to build upon and something to build off of. And I think that they they shown that they got a generational talent in a Chase Young. That number two overall pick was not um, that number two overall pick paid off. Let's 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 say that they got the pick right by getting Chase Young, and he's proven to be a generational talent for them so far. And I think he he's going to do nothing but continue to to produce at that high level he did and be a leader for this team and this defense, uh, and really be that face of Washington as their their their. Uh, franchise turns over to this new leaf um, in the future, which I think that they will. I think next for them is going to the biggest thing for them is going to be to get that quarterback to lead them to the next spot. You know, whether they want to draft a rookie or trade to get a veteran or sign a veteran, whether that's a Matthew Stafford or trade for a Carson Wentz or, you know, we'll see how it goes and see the way that the cards play out. But, um, yeah, I think Washington has something good to look forward to. And if they could somehow pull off a Deshaun Watson trade, oh, my goodness, jump all over that. Because Deshaun Watson with this, with with a Ron Rivera coach team and that defense and a Taylor McLaurin, Terry McLaurin and uh, Logan Thomas and those boys and a good running game too, I think that is something to really, really be excited about if you are a Washington fan. So, yeah, Buccaneers got the win, but, um, you know, hats off to Washington and things that they're putting together this year. With that being said, though, Tom Brady played a phenomenal game, throwing for 381 yards, two touchdowns, and an 84.3 QBR. Um, No turnovers. We had Mike Evans with six receptions, 119 yards, and A.B. got the ball three times, netted 71 yards, and scored a touchdown. So I said A.B. would be an X factor for them. As soon as they signed him, I think he opened up the whole offense, unlocked a lot of things that they were not able to do, and – yeah, he's really that guy who can do a little bit of everything. And uh, I know Tom Brady loves to have him. So Bucks are moving on to next week. Next, we had the Ravens and the Titans. I think this was probably the most highly anticipated game of the weekend with Lamar Jackson never winning a playoff game. And this this is the height and the drama is just elevated for this game, especially being that the Titans were the team who knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs last year. So this is really a rematch of last year's divisional round playoff. And the Ravens came out there swinging, and they came out and they got the best of the Titans, 20-13. to 13. Um, I predicted that the Ravens would win this game 24-14, to 14, so I wasn't too far off. But um, let's see. Lamar finished the game with 16 carries, 136 yards, and a rushing touchdown. And I also did say that if Lamar tops 130 yards rushing, they would win the game. And I said, I said, this is my prediction going into the game. If Lamar were to run over 130 yards, the Ravens would win. If Derrick Henry ran over 130 yards, the Titans would win. Well, Lamar Jackson ran for 136 yards. Derrick Henry ran for 40 yards on 18 carries, which is awful for him, on a long of eight yards, which is absolutely terrible. But anyways, the Ravens got the better of the Titans. 
as I predicted. Lamar also added another 179 yards through the air. He did throw a very silly interception early in the game, but he was able to shake that off. And and this 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 Ravens defense, man, I think that was really more the story, the way that they were just able to stuff a Derek Derek Henry. You know, I, I honestly after watching that game and watching the players for that that Ravens defense, and I think the two that really stand out to me is Matthew Judon and Marlon Humphrey. Um, those two players are stars. Uh, the way that Judon was getting in the backfield and getting after Henry was amazing. And the plays that Humphrey was making all around the field on A.J. Brown was phenomenal. I know A.J. Brown, he did catch one touchdown, which was questionably a pass interference call. And I think Humphrey was in a good position, and, and he did push off. There was a push off there. But um, besides that play, I think Humphrey played a really, really good game, um, flying all over the field, making big tackles in, in many different positions on the field. So, you know, um, the Ravens move on. And unfortunately, the Titans do not. So I think next week we have the Ravens and the Bills. And we have the Browns and the Chiefs. So the final game of the weekend was the Browns and the Steelers, right? So the Browns win this game 48-37. to But this was before they jumped on a tw- – or after, obviously, they jumped on a 28 to nothing lead in the first quarter. Now, this was the most points scored in the first quarter in the history of the NFL. This is huge. Baker Mayfield finally showed up, finally proved who he is, proved that he's a he's a dog, he's a winner, he's he's everything that the that the Browns thought they were when they drafted him. I think that's what he's out to prove, um, prove all these media members wrong, all the naysayers wrong, as is Miles Garrett, this defense, this whole Cleveland organization. Cleveland is known for losing, and it, it's sad that it's like that. But this team and this talent and this heart and grit that they play with I think they are on a mission to show the world and prove to everybody that they are some winners. This culture is different. Even even without Stefanski, even without their play caller and their head coach, they still were out there out, out and able to outplay a Mike Tomlin coach Steelers team, and that is saying a whole lot. The Steelers team is not a bad team by any means of the, of the word. They Cleveland just went out there and outplayed them, smashed them in the mouth, beat them running the ball, beat them, beat them throwing the ball, Field game, field possession, everything. Um, Cleveland absolutely outplayed the Steelers. And uh, I think that is something that's very telling moving forward with this Steelers organization potentially moving over to a new leaf with a new quarterback without Big Ben in the future. But this Browns team's young. They've got a Miles Garrett, a Denzel Ward. Those young guys on the defense who fly around and make big plays on the ball. They've got this young quarterback, young receivers, young running backs, a young head coach. Seems like this Cle- a young, a new GM. This Cleveland team, man, I think this franchise is headed in a great position, in a great spot. I think them and Buffalo are two franchises that have really turned it around these past couple years and are getting their names back to where they were years, years ago, before I was even born, really. Um, they're trying to set the clocks back a little bit. And, and hats off to both of these franchises moving forward. And uh, really doing good things right now. So, yeah, we got the Browns moving forward. Uh, They'll go on to play the Chiefs next week. We got the Saints moving forward. They will go on to play the Buccaneers next week, which will be a great game considering Tom Brady and Drew Brees have never faced off in a playoff. So I think that'll be a great game, even though the Saints took the Bucs two games to none this year. I think this will be a great game. I think that'll be the game to watch this week in the NFC. Um, and we also will have the Rams versus the Packers. I think the Packers 
win this game pretty handedly. Um, but it'll still be a good game to watch. AFC, we have Bills Ravens and Browns Chiefs. Whew, that Bills and Ravens game is also going to be a phenomenal one to watch. Um, definitely going to be a good game between Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. So, with that being said, we've got we've got a division around coming up this this upcoming weekend with some more great games. But this was our little recap, our wrap up of that uh, NFL Wild Card Weekend. So, thanks again, guys, for tuning in with me. We'll be back on Wednesday with more content and more videos. Thanks again. This is the International Podcast. This is your host, Noah Williams, and I'm signing off. Thanks again, guys. Have a great day.